Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators, and welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. My name is Rachel. If this is your first time listening, welcome. This is a weekly podcast where we have a reflection episode and then a meditation, a guided meditation, that goes along with what we talk about in our reflection episode. And basically all this reflection episode is designed to do is help you set a weekly intention. So I go over a new topic every week and then I give you most of the time some action steps or some ideas to help you incorporate this into your life. And for today, we are going to be talking about happiness and joy and how to always come from that state of joy as you approach anything in your life rather than waiting for all the stars to align and for you to get everything you want before you allow yourself to feel that joy. We typically begin with a quote, and this quote today is a little more lighthearted than a lot of them are. It's from Zig Ziglar, and I got it from yawncentral.com. People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing, and that's why we recommend it daily. So I hope that you find your daily dose of cleansing motivation during this episode. So like I said, we are talking about joy and not a superficial kind of joy, but a deep sense of joy and happiness and how to find that within yourself. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you might remember that in one of the episodes in February where we talked about love, I introduced Dr. Hawkins, who has a scale of consciousness. So if you don't remember or if you did not listen to that episode, basically Dr. Hawkins was a researcher that developed this scale of consciousness where he talked about different levels of consciousness that we all fall, different vibration levels essentially. And so the highest ones are enlightenment, Christ consciousness, very, very pure, very small percentage of people actually will ever reach that level. But then after that are levels like love and peace and joy. Now, most of us, he explained, are vibrating at much lower levels, like levels of fear and guilt and shame, and we might fluctuate between several levels, but overall, a lot of our actions are coming from this vibration of fear or a lower vibration on the scale rather than like an unconditional love or an unconditional joy. So we talked a lot about this when we talked about love because we addressed how to raise our vibration to one of unconditional love. And what Dr. Hawkins explains is one person who has a consciousness of love or of enlightenment or of joy, can then raise the consciousness of up to hundreds of thousands of people who are vibrating in fear or shame or guilt. So if we all work on ourselves and work on raising our consciousness to that of joy, we can not only affect ourselves, but we can affect many, many other people in our lives, but also just in the world, the people that we come across. So I want to read an excerpt from uh, his book, Now, that scale of consciousness comes from a book, Power Versus Force. This one actually comes from reality and subjectivity. 
And in this, he addresses joy and what joy really is and where it comes from. So he says, desire is fueled by the illusion of lack and that the source of happiness is outside oneself and therefore has to be pursued or acquired. The importance of the object of desire is thereby inflated and overvalued by its symbolism and mystique. The pleasure of the sense of self is blocked by desire. And I'm reading this to you so you can't see it, but he capitalized the S in self. The pleasure of the sense of self is blocked by desire. And anytime you see a capitalized letter in self, what it is referring to is our higher self, that part of us that is beyond this human ego, that part of us which is part of the universe, part of source, part of God. That is our self, our higher self, our true inner nature. And this true inner nature is always in joy. It's always in love. But let me read that sentence one more time. The pleasure of the sense of self the sense of that inner joy, the sense of who we really are, is blocked by desire. When that desire is fulfilled, the ego ascribes the resultant sense of joy to the acquisition of an external. However, this is a clever illusion because the actual source of the pleasure is that the block to experience the joy of the self has been temporarily removed. The source of the experienced happiness is the radiance of the self that shines forth when it is not shut off by ego distress. And then he goes on to say a little later, there is a great joy in the realization that one does not actually need anything at all to be happy. At an advanced level, the awareness of existence itself is sufficient. So basically what he is saying is that we feel unhappiness, not because we are naturally unhappy, but because we have all of these desires. And when we have all these desires, they block us from our own true self, which is only made up of joy and love and expanded consciousness. So these desires block us. But then when we finally get something we want, we let that block go. And for that period of time, we feel that joy. It is not necessarily a joy that comes because that desire has been fulfilled. It is not because of the object that we gained or the goal that we reached, but because the block that has been blocking our true nature is removed and we can let the floodgates open, and allow that joy to come in. So we're always blocking joy, though, with some desire. The desire of wealth, of success, of material things, of love from others, or other outside circumstances that we think are going to fulfill us. So have you noticed that the joy of accomplishing or obtaining what we desire is always relatively short-lived? It's because we only let that blockage clear for a short amount of time before we just jam it back up with another desire, with something else we think we need that's holding us back from our happiness. So I want to talk today about lifting these blocks and coming back into your true self, capital S, so you can experience joy. 
And this does not mean that you get rid of all your desires or your goals and we just go find a room and meditate and be in our true essence of joy. But what I'm talking about is finding that true self, experiencing that true joy, so you can then approach your desires and your goals from a place of consistent joy in every moment, or at least try to, that's the goal, right? Once we're able to do this, we will find that our desires, what we want, also just naturally transform, and they turn into things that will benefit our higher selves, as well as the higher selves of all those around us. So to begin the episode, I want you to think about a time that you've had a really good day. So maybe you can think of an example from your own life. If one doesn't come to mind, just imagine having a really, really good day now. You're with the people that you love. You're doing really fun activities. Maybe you're on vacation. The weather is absolutely perfect. Everything is just going well. When you have days like this, we are very close to being in a state of joy. Now imagine that during this beautiful day, you have to face a minor annoyance. Maybe you're driving in traffic and somebody cuts you off. Maybe you are buying a drink at a convenience store and the cashier is really short or rude to you. Now if you're having this beautiful day, if you're on this wonderful vacation, those minor annoyances aren't going to impact much. We're not going to focus on that one little event and let it take away from our happiness. Now, let's switch this picture a little bit. I want you to imagine having a really blah, bad day. And maybe you can think of a day that you had recently where just everything went wrong. You know, it's rainy and it's cold and you wake up late the kids are fighting and your partner's in a bad mood and you have all this stuff to do at work and you're already getting tons of emails and you go into work and everybody else is just in a terrible mood. Now imagine that same little minor annoyance happening whenever you're having one of these kind of days. Somebody cuts you off. Somebody is rude to you or short with you. Most likely you're not going to let that roll off your back. You're going to be like, oh, of course. Of course you're going to do this to me today. You know, you're going to focus on that. It's going to be just one more event to add to the series of events that you're having that makes you have a really crappy day. Could this day get any worse? Well, this is just an example of how we build momentum and how this momentum affects all the different situations in our life and how we view different things in our life. When we build the momentum of happiness or joy because we're thinking happy thoughts or we are experiencing happy things, These small irritations just get swept up in this happy momentum and they dissolve quickly. Now, if we are having a negative experience and we're thinking negative thoughts and we're having negative emotions, then every small event just is fuel for the fire. It just leads to a negative thought, which leads to more negative thoughts, which leads to more negative thoughts, which leads to negative feelings. And the negative momentum gets stronger and stronger and stronger as all these events just add to it. And anything that's positive or neutral that happens to us in in those moments, they just get swept up and dissolved into the negativity. I give the example of two different days, but I want you to think now of just your life in general. What momentum have you been building? 
If every day we're coming from a negative state, a place where we're thinking of all the desires that we have but we have not yet met, a place where we are focused on lack, when we're focused on all of our responsibilities and things we don't want to do, think of how much momentum this can build over time. We are essentially building a giant whirlpool. And even when we're having good days or good moments, our negative energetic state just tends to pull us back into that negativity somehow because the whirlpool has gotten so strong. So we might think a happy thought or have an inspiring thought. But then this thought is soon followed by all the reasons why we shouldn't be happy, why things aren't going to work out for us. It's just because this whirlpool negativity is blocking that natural joy that our higher selves want us to feel. What I want us all to do, starting today, starting now, is work on building ourselves a new whirlpool, one of joy, so that we can raise our vibration. We can create a counter whirlpool that immediately sweeps all those joy blocks away before they cause a serious logjam to our happiness. We are able to think more and more and more joyous thoughts and have feelings of joy and essentially match these thoughts and these feelings with our outside experiences. And when we have a rough day or a rough moment or a rough couple of days, this whirlpool of joy that we've built is so strong that it does not allow these negative events to take away from our underlying joy and happiness, our true state of joy and happiness. So to begin building this new whirlpool, we can start in this very moment. And there's a couple of ways that we can do this. We can start by just clearing our mind, setting the intention to return to silence so that we're able to return to our higher self. And once you are in that moment of silence, just ask for the vibration of joy. Say, I allow the vibration of joy to flow through me. You can also think of things during your day that bring you joy. Think of one thing that makes you happy, one thing that you're grateful for, and then think of another thing that brings you joy. And then think of a happy memory that brought you joy in the past. And then think of something you desire in the future that will bring you joy. This does not necessarily mean finding joy in something that we're stressing about. I'm not saying to just lie to yourself in all these situations that we're facing that aren't full of joy themselves. But instead of focusing on the negative, try to remember who you truly are in moments of stress. And whenever you feel a lot of negativity and you know you are so far away from joy, take a few deep breaths. Close your eyes. Go within yourself. And reconnect with your true essence. And just be with your higher self. Your higher self who is always in a state of natural joy. And then, from this centered space, you can make the decision to bring joy into your life from this abundant source of joy. There's no end to it. Once you tap into it, it can continuously flow. The only thing that blocks it are these egoic desires, are our own internal blocks. There's nothing else. If we let it flow, it's going to keep flowing. 
You can make the decision to instead of thinking about things you don't like, switch your mindset to think of things that you enjoy. Things that you don't like are going to be there, but can you try to come from a place of joy in everything that you approach? Well, this is your challenge for the day and for the week. You know, things like whenever you're making a mortgage payment, instead of being like, oh my God, I hate having to write this giant check, saying to yourself, I am so happy and grateful for where I live. How lucky am I to live here? Look around your house. Look at what you have accomplished and be joyful in that moment. And whenever you're driving to work to a job that you hate, maybe, saying to yourself, I'm grateful for this experience because I know that it is leading me to much greater things. And then start to imagine all of those great things. Imagine what is next for you. Your possibilities are endless. These are your thoughts. These are your imagined and possible futures. Let your mind focus on those and build this momentum of joy. And what if instead of walking around and thinking people are out to get us or focusing on everybody else's faults or the negative aspects of their personalities or traits, what if every single person you pass today, you wish them joy? And that's it. You don't think if they deserve it or not. You are just coming from your highest self, letting the joy channel through you into them. That's it. Because if everyone was in a state of pure joy, we wouldn't have all these negative traits that unfortunate life events and unfortunate habits have created in us. You know, as I am talking about these whirlpools and essentially what we're doing is going from a whirlpool going one way to try and push it to going the other way. And it reminds me of whenever I was a kid and our neighbors had a round above ground pool and all the neighborhood kids would always hang out there in the summer. A very fun pool game that we played was we all walked around the pool in a circle. And after doing that enough times, we built a whirlpool and we kept doing it and it got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And then the fun part of the game was once you built all that momentum going one way, you then had to push against it and walk the other direction. And it was so hard. It was easy to be walking in the pool and then have your foot slip and you get sucked back in to the direction that the water was going because we put so much energy into making it go one way that it took tons of energy just to push against it. However, if we put our minds to it, then we could push against that resistance and keep walking in the opposite direction of the whirlpool we created. You know, just a couple laps around, it would get easier. And then it would get easier and easier and easier and easier. And then, hey, we started making a whirlpool in the other direction. And then we put all our energy into making this whirlpool in the other direction. And it got stronger and stronger and stronger. And then what we could do, we could just lift our feet up and allow it to take us. We didn't even have to put any energy into it because we already exerted so much energy to create this flow. We're able to relax and let it just carry us. So I think of this whenever we are talking about these whirlpools because, you know, when I'm going over some of this stuff and I'm saying, oh, you know, when you're paying your mortgage, just be grateful. You might be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds real realistic. 
And you might try to wish everybody joy throughout your day. And then around lunchtime, somebody's just real rude to you and you just give up. And it can be really easy to do. Because when you're pushing against this whirlpool of negativity that not only we have built up, but so many in our lives and in our world have built up, we are going to be pushing against a lot to try to create this joy, to try to remove these blocks so that we can access this abundant flow of joy. But you know, over time, it's going to get a little easier and then a little more easier and then a little easier after that until eventually we create a whirlpool that leads us in the direction of joy. So don't let resistance stop you. And don't see resistance as an indication that you can't come from this state of joy. The resistance is just showing you how much energy there is in the negative thoughts and the negative feelings and the feelings of lack and feelings of not having your desires and the feelings of wanting things that you don't think you'll ever have. That resistance is just a sign that you've put a lot of energy into that. And whenever you try to counter that energy, it's going to push back. And that's okay. Just remember this whirlpool. Remember the visual. If anybody's ever done the whirlpool in the pool, then you know what I'm talking about. Now, as I am saying this, I want to also remind everyone we need to meet ourselves where we're at during this process. So it would be amazing to be able to come from a state of joy and approach everything in our lives from this state, even when things are hard for us or even in situations that we don't like or with people that really bother us. And hopefully one day we will all get there or at least close to it. But to begin this process, I want you to reach for the low-hanging fruit. And what I mean by this is reach for joyful thoughts in situations where it is easier. Think now of a situation that you could make a little more joyful. What's something that just immediately comes to mind? So for me, it is just kind of hanging out with friends and family and loved ones. And those are situations that are typically a joyful situation. You know, but when we're just hanging out, we're not doing anything to distract our minds. So it might be easy to think about a whole bunch of different stuff and not be present in that moment. So for me personally, that is something I want to work on is thinking joyful thoughts coming from a place of joy while I'm just hanging out and not really doing anything in particular with people I love. So if you start to try to find joy in situations that you really hate, so if you hate your job and you have for a while, then to say... I am so grateful. I'm working right now. I'm sending joy and love to everybody. You're most likely going to experience a lot of resistance. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel natural. And it's going to be like you're saying, I'm joyful. And then you're also saying, but no, you're not. And it's going to be like a fight and probably not that productive. You can try and see how it goes. I am definitely not discouraging this. But what I want you to really focus on to start is finding joy in situations that are neutral or already kind of joyful or situations that can be joyful. So like I said, for me, I'm going to try and do that as I'm spending time with people I love. So perhaps you can do that while you're spending time with loved ones. Just 
focus on the joy without allowing thoughts of what she had to do or old negative memories or negative emotions to come up. And anytime that something that is not of joy comes up, you can just say to yourself, I am worthy of experiencing joy in this moment, or I open myself up to joy in this moment, or you can even start to list of things that you're grateful for in that moment, the people you're grateful for, your positive characteristics, their positive characteristics, and that's going to build a momentum of joy that's going to lead you away from that negative thought or emotion that popped up because those negative thoughts or emotions can easily suck us into a whirlpool of negativity. So in those moments, we are really just trying to build that whirlpool of joy. So when it becomes easier to really embrace and enjoy these moments, then you can move on to something that's maybe a little more challenging. Maybe that's when you try to find joy in paying your bills and being grateful that you have running water, that you are able to live where you live. Finding joy in that, sending joy to the mortgage company, to the bill collectors, that might be pretty challenging. But you know, we might be able to get to that point. And when situations like that become easier, then we can move on to trying to find joy within ourselves and stay within a state of joy in situations that are very hard or challenging for us or when we're dealing with people that are challenging for us to deal with. You know, so you can see how this process really builds on itself, but I wanted to remind everybody to start where you're at and not try to reach for the stars. And I want to give you a little assignment or a little challenge along with trying to find the joy in situations. So for today, you can try this out. See how it goes. Anytime before you approach a new situation, no matter what it is, before you walk into a new space, before you start a new project at work, before you walk up to a group of people, before maybe your kids come home from school or your spouse comes home from work, anytime before you know a new situation is coming up, send love and joy. So I want you to think about how you typically approach walking into work. What are you thinking about? How do you feel? How do you feel whenever you come home from work? How do you feel whenever you walk into new situations in general? Can you notice a pattern? You know, for a lot of us, it might be anxiety or fear. It might just be a feeling of fatigue or being tired, maybe feeling a little defeated Maybe you're like, oh, I'm super happy at the beginning of the day, but by the end of the day when I'm coming home from work, I can definitely tell that I'm tired and I'm just burnt out and I'm just done. And then anytime I walk into a new situation, I feel anxious and fearful because I don't know how it's going to be. So just evaluate how you typically walk into different situations in your life. And for today, we're going to try to walk into all of them with joy. How do you think you would feel differently if before every situation, no matter what it was, you walk in and you say, I send love and joy. I send love and joy to this space and everyone in this space. I send love and joy to this situation and everyone involved in this situation, whether they are present or not. You might not be able to see immediate changes in your outside world, or you might, but just know if you keep doing this, if you continue to set these intentions to walk into every situation, to wake up in the morning and just set the intention of I am sending love and joy to my whole day, 
you will be constantly raising your vibration or raising your vibration. And this affects how you interact with others. It affects others on an energetic level. It also affects others because they're reacting to how you are approaching these situations. And whenever you approach it from a state of joy, then it most likely is going to increase their feelings of joy or happiness, or at least make the negative feelings a little less intense for other people. And I know you may be saying, I'm only one person. I'm not going to be able to change the world. What's the point of me trying to raise my vibration whenever I'm just constantly bombarded with everybody else who is just negative and I'm not going to be able to affect all these people? But what if every single person listening to this podcast raised their vibration and they approached their life from a state of love and joy? And then what if every single person affected just one person they came across? You don't have to affect everybody, but what if you affect just one? and cause them to feel more joyful. And then those people affect just one person. You can see how you focusing just on yourself, not worrying about changing the world, not worrying about how other people are going to react or respond, but just focusing on your own state of being and just sending love and joy as often as you can, can quickly affect a large group of people. Try it out. I know that I tried this this week that I'm recording this podcast for you. I had to meet with my accountant to do my taxes, which (laughs) he sent me an email the week before. (laughs) Uh, My accountant's really nice. I really like him. He said something like, well, Rachel, do you want me to do your taxes this year? Because it's about mid-March and we probably should get them done. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) I was going to email you and I procrastinated. So, I mean, nobody ever really wants to do their taxes or go through that process. But anyway, so I'm driving there and I'm sending love and joy. And I'm just sending that intention and my thoughts. And any other time that I've had to do my taxes or go into any sort of situation like that, I'm thinking the whole time, like, oh, I don't want to do this. I wonder how it's going to go. All this stuff. Do I have everything I need? Yada, yada, yada. But this time, I didn't allow any of those thoughts to come into my head. I drowned them out with joy. I sent love and joy. And it was the most positive experience. Like, I showed up. My accountant was in such a good mood. And he's always a nice guy, but he was in a really good mood. And the whole process was just smooth. And we talked about some other things. He gave me some really helpful advice. It was just a really positive interaction. And I thought to myself, wow, I don't know if it was just my state of being and our interactions were always that positive, but I was blocking it out with my own stuff. I don't know if I affected him on an energetic level. I don't know if I came in just looking happy and then he fed off of that and then it was a back and forth thing. I don't know what the cause of it is. All I know is it was a situation where I instantly saw a change from what I was used to experiencing, a change in myself and a change in the situation. So just try it today and see how it goes. And if anybody has a really cool experience, if you could share, uh, you can always write a review. I appreciate anybody who writes a review or rates this podcast. So if you have something to share, you can share it in a review and you can always reach out to me through my website and just let me know. And I can share it on the show if anybody just has a really cool experience from doing this. So that's all I have for you today. I am sending you all so much love and joy from my higher self to yours. I hope you have a beautiful day. Check out the meditation. It's going to help set the tone for this week of focusing on joy. 
and I will talk to you next Monday. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.